Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a relationship expert, executive consultant, and life management coach. Cynthia Hyatt uses her 30 years of experience as a licensed psychotherapist to now offer in-office or concierge services through executive life coaching, consulting, and image management in order to help you be your own best version. Cynthia also specializes in speaking to groups worldwide about how to be successful in relationships, as well as artfully handling life's challenges. She has had many opportunities to present numerous educational seminars and lectures on a variety of motivational, inspirational, and mental health topics around the world. Please take a moment to visit her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's Cynthia, H-I-E-T-T dot com. Her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated for current events, updates, and inspiration during your week, as well as all social media platforms. You can hear this show as a podcast on iTunes and many other podcast services. Follow her on Facebook and Instagram. Now, with today's fresh insight, here's Cynthia Hyatt. Well, good afternoon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I also want to always thank you for recommending the show to your friends, your family, coworkers, and I really do appreciate that you do that. So I wanted to start with emotional baggage. Now, we have on the show talked about that somewhat, but I kind of thought it might be good to do a refresher and to recognize what emotional baggage is and how it is detrimental to you and any relationship that you're in. So what, what is this really talking about? Well, baggage occurs from trauma. And the trauma, you know, may be very serious, like you were date raped or someone came into your home and stole things. Maybe you were beaten up. Maybe, you know, it can be a lot of different things. But emotional baggage can also be an ongoing feeling. And this is what's really important to recognize is that it's kind of like, you know, when we thought about the Charlie Brown and, and there's a little guy, Linus, that has his little, you know, blanket that he drags with him everywhere he goes. And so that's for comfort for him. Well, sometimes what we do with emotional trauma is it almost becomes a comfortable place because we know it. And we take it with us everywhere we go. And we might even create a language as, as we are interacting with people. And so it gets in the way of you being who you really are. So emotional baggage, this is trauma, and it can come from families, school, job, any relationship in which you've experienced. I mean, it can be violent, and it can be subversive. So the, the emotional trauma that you might get from someone who's just kind of not nice to you or snubs you or gossips about you, talks about you behind your back, shames you in front of people, this can still be a mild type of trauma. Because what happens is you start to second guess yourself and you don't trust yourself. So emotional baggage occurs when we experience a hurt within a relationship, and the hurt is not resolved or dealt with. And so then what happens is we internalize those negative feelings and we develop fears that we may or may not even be aware of. 
when we go out and into the next relationship. These same fears and negative emotions trigger all of that negative irrationality. All of those irrational thoughts and those, you know, comforting behaviors that may be very detrimental to our health. And we end up then bringing those behaviors and that negative impact into a new relationship. Instead of protecting you from having the original hurtful experience repeat itself, these behaviors can actually cause that experience to recur time and time again. And so the fears and the hurt feelings only then grow and now become justified within your own mind is correct. It's like you go, you go out on a date, it didn't go well, you say, well, of course it didn't, it never does for me. And that's how we revitalize maybe an original trauma, that we really start believing it. And so what I want you to think about is these fears and hurts are only, you know, then that what happens is they grow and they now become justified. And this creates a cycle that you then feel unable to escape from your own romantic life. You don't even know how to do that romantic life. So when we look at this, I want you to, to think about some checklists that we might want to do if we're entering into a new relationship. You know, you've heard of the, the, the term baggage. And I want you to recognize that baggage is not identity. This is, you know, it's kind of like if you had someone put a sleeping bag on top of you, it doesn't mean that you now are a sleeping bag. Okay, so trauma does not have to define you. So when we think about how can we maybe set ourselves up for more uh, progress, for a better outcome, well, let's think about some checklists. Like, let, let's think about what we would do if we're entering into a new relationship. Well, first and foremost, I want you to ask yourself, am I willing to take time to heal? Or am I wanting whatever relationship I'm searching for to be the healing agent for me? And I need to tell you, that is a very dangerous thing to do. So am I willing to take time to heal, to feel sadness, anger, disappointment, before moving on to a new relationship? Am I using a new relationship to assuage pain of maybe a failed relationship? And is that baggage in and of itself? So am I learning to listen to my gut? Or am I listening to the woundedness of the emotional baggage? Am I believing that it was justified when I was mistreated? So I want you to tune into your internal dialogue, the commentary. What are you telling yourself? What am I feeling? And maybe ask yourself, have I felt this before? Have I felt this way before? Because that might be something triggering to say, hey, you might want to slow down. So how am I acting? Am I changing the way that I interact with someone? Am I putting on some kind of persona? And have I forgiven myself? If I didn't do the, the last relationship I was in, if I didn't do it well, have I forgiven myself for that? And this is super important to be able to ask yourself, wow, if I haven't forgiven myself, then I'm going to carry that with, with me into the next relationship. So we have to really understand Am I listening to my gut or am I listening to the woundedness? 
How am I feeling? How did I feel before? How am I acting? Am I acting like myself? Or am I trying to act like somebody that I think someone would like? Have I forgiven myself? Have I forgiven any of the exes in my life? Maybe ask yourself, are you facing or exploring patterns in your own life? Are you getting to know yourself? And are you being honest about your own character flaws, your own habits, your fears, right? What you, how you may lie to yourself, lie to other people. And so am I willing to be courageous and change the things that need to be changed versus hoping they go away or get better because I'm with this new person? And ask yourself this. This is very important. Would I want to be with me? Would I fall in love with me? Do I admire myself? Do I like spending time with myself? See, these are very important things to cultivate within your emotional realm. Because if you don't like you, then you're not going to be honest when you're interacting with someone. You're going to be putting it on. You're going to be trying to be who you think they want you to be. Do you like spending time with yourself? And this is one of the things that I work on with clients day after day, is I say to them, you know, if you don't like being with yourself, why would someone else like being with you? Now, thankfully, God likes to be with us even if we're not very fun to be with. But you can't put that pressure on another person. So you say to yourself, do I like spending time with me? And if I don't, then I might need to find what it is about me that I'm uncomfortable with. And can I change it? Or do I need to accept it? So think about this. What do you do when you're being triggered? And so what happens if you, you know, go out for dinner and the person that you were with starts, you know, telling you all kinds of gossip and is starting to drink and you're not really into that and you don't like it? What are you going to do? How are you going to talk your way through this? How are you going to get grounded and relax so that you can recognize that you have choices? You can slow the situation down. You can begin to say, hey, I need a little bit more information, right? And I also want you to recognize you can bow out gracefully instead of saying to yourself, well, I can't leave now. They've ordered dinner for me. You know, I can say something like, you know, I, I, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. This doesn't feel like a good match for me. So I'm going to go, and I wish you all the best. God bless you, and I wish you all the best. So this is how we ground ourselves. We practice breathing and relaxing and recognize that we have a lot of choices that we may not have thought we had. So when we're dealing with emotional baggage, this is one of the things that you can do to help yourself. So as we go into this next break, I want you to make sure that you tune back in so that we can talk more about how you can help yourself and what you can do when you're coming against emotional baggage. When something's showing up and your mood changes and you don't know how to get back to who you really want to be. And so this is important for us to look at some tips that help us with emotional baggage and being able to recognize, does that baggage actually belong to me? You know, it's kind of like, have you been at the airport and you picked up the wrong suitcase? 
right? And you start looking through it, and you're like, this is not my stuff. This is not, this is not my stuff. Well, that's an important thing to recognize when you're in relationship with someone. Wow, they are acting in a weird, bad way, but this is not my stuff. I didn't do this. And I need to know where I end and that other person begins. Because even if the relationship isn't going to be going any farther or fostered into anything bigger, it's important for you to know that you did everything on your side of the street right. That you are being honest, you're being forthcoming, you're being accepting, you're being forgiving, but you don't have to lie. You don't have to say, yeah, I'd love to go on another date with you, and then go home and go, what did I just say that for? So welcome to Conversations with Cynthia, and join me in the next segment as we talk more about dealing with emotional baggage and how you can help yourself with this. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Conversations with Cynthia, and I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in and for also sharing the show with your friends and your family. And I want to make sure that you visit the website. We have lots of things available for you there that can help you really be the best version of you. So we are talking today about emotional baggage. We all have it. We all know we have it. (laughs) Some of us have more than others. And, you know, one of the, the greatest examples, a visual example of baggage is think about, you know, Snoopy and the peanuts and all of that. And that little guy, Linus, right, who drags his blanket behind him and he's got this, all this dust and dirt that goes with him everywhere he goes. That's kind of what emotional baggage is like. And so I want you to recognize, hey, what would I want to be or how would I want to, to have people experience me. So if you've ever been with someone you're really enjoying, you can just say, wow, I like them. Man, I want to be like them. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want you to give up your own identity. You know, what, what mammals do all the time is, is learn from other mammals as to how to do something, how not to do something. So what I want you to think about is, what do I want to be? How do I want to be? Do I want to be with me? Do I admire myself? Do I like spending time with myself? This is really important to figure out, wow, am I being triggered? When do I get triggered? What triggers me? So when you do that, when you get triggered, you can work on self-talk, grounding, breathing, relaxing, identifying your choices, slowing the situation down, And this is where it's really important for you to recognize that you can do this very adroitly. Let's say you're at the restaurant and all of a sudden you're kind of getting some anxiety and you're thinking, I'm out of my league or I do not like this person, whatever it may be. And see, if you stay with yourself and you breathe and you ground yourself and you relax and say, you know, I have choices here. I can get up and leave anytime I want. But I need to own the experience that I give to that other person. So I can say to them, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling great. I don't think this is working for me. You know, and I really appreciate just being with you for this amount of time. But I think I need to go home. I think I'm just, I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing good. I don't like it. 
And so I'm going to need to go home. So thank you, and I will talk to you at some later date. Now, if they call you back and say, hey, what happened? Are you feeling better? You can say, you know, I am feeling better, and I think it's because I don't think we're a good match. And I got a little anxious about that because I really don't want to hurt your feelings. You seem like a very nice person. But I don't think it's a good match. So thank you for checking on me. Everything's great. God bless you, whatever you do in your life, right? And you can practice those statements so that they're available to you when you need them. So that you don't have to try to think, you know, right there in the moment, being on the spot. So think about this. How do you deal with baggage? Well, how do you help yourself? Well, there are some ways that you can help yourself dump your own emotional baggage. And the first step towards overcoming is to recognize it. See, once you recognize that you're carrying these things along with you, they can be overcome. And so some tips that might help, you know, you with emotional baggage is first and foremost, acknowledge the emotion. So you need to understand what you're actually feeling. And what I do with clients is I, I remind them of this. We have sad, glad, mad, scared, okay, and confused. Now, usually confused means I've got sad, mad, and glad all happening at one time. So you want to really recognize what's the feeling that got triggered? What's going on with me? <clears throat> and there, there are some ways that you can help yourself dump your own emotional baggage. And the first step towards overcoming it is to recognize it. Once you recognize that you're carrying these things along with you, they can be overcome. And so some tips for doing that is I want you to consider acknowledging the emotion. I don't want you to just bury the emotion or ignore the emotion. I want you to say to yourself, that's odd that this person triggers fear in me or upset or I'm uncomfortable with this person. That's really good information for me. Where is that coming from? What's going on? And so you can take your time. You don't have to leave e immediately. You can say to yourself, I'm, I'm going to do a little experiment. I'm going to figure out why this person seems to be triggering things inside of me. I don't understand it. So I don't have to judge it. It's not good or bad. It just is. So there are some ways that you can dump some of this emotional baggage. And first and foremost, it's acknowledging the emotion. See, if you bury it, if you ignore it, it always comes back. So you want to say to yourself, this is a strange emotion that I'm having regarding this person. I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm feeling anxious. Um, I'm feeling attracted to them, right? Or I'm feeling scared, like they're not going to like me. And so now I'm getting all, you know, rigid and I can't be myself. So this is what you want to do first and foremost is identify these things. Because that's how you overcome them. You recognize that they're normal. This is what humans do. All mammals. We see our cat. She gets scared over something. I have no idea what scared her, but she got scared. And so this is why we say to ourselves, I'm going to acknowledge that emotion. I'm not going to blame myself for feeling how I feel. So you have to re remind yourself, I don't get to choose all my feelings. Now, I can do some certain behaviors that might generate a positive feeling. I can do some bad behaviors that will generate some really negative feelings. But the feelings that occur, we just have to deal with them. So 
this is why it's important for you to say, I need to accept the feeling. I'm not going to judge my own feelings. I'm going to say, what is that feeling telling me? And is there any truth in my feeling? So what I remind clients about all the time, every day, is I remind them that feelings are very real, but not always true. Now see, if you get nothing from this show other than that, you will be amazed at how much better you will feel and how much more confident you will feel. That feelings come and go all the time. I don't know why I have some of the feelings I have. Sometimes I don't even figure it out. But feelings are very real, but it doesn't mean that they're true. So this is very important. So when you're working on this, I want you to acknowledge the emotion. I don't want you to blame yourself for feeling how you feel. I don't want you to be mad at yourself and complicate it. I want you to allow yourself to feel the emotions. And I want you to understand that whatever feeling you're having is normal. It may not be accurate. It may not be one you like. It may be surprising to you. But you need to still accept the feeling so that you can determine as an adult what to do with the feeling. And then I want you to understand that you need to allow yourself to feel emotions. And I don't want you to be pushing them deep down inside of you because you, you don't understand them or you don't know what to do with them or they're uncomfortable, right? So as we continue to look at this, I want you to start making some mental notes <clears throat> or even writing some of this down so that you can remind yourself that God made us this way. We are feeling creatures. So join me in the, in the next segment as we talk more about Wow, the archaeological dig that you can come to in your own life and figure some of this stuff out. I hear the whispers in my well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in today and for recommending the show to your friends and family. I truly appreciate that. And make sure that you check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. There's all kinds of things that are available for you that help you to think even more, to, to really dig deeper into some of the things that might be getting in the way of you having the life that you really want to have. So we left off in that last segment talking about emotional baggage and what emotional baggage is. And so it's, it's tough sometimes to understand what emotional baggage actually is. But emotional baggage, just think of it more concretely. Baggage, you pick it up, right? Or you leave it. Or you pawn it off on somebody else, okay? This is what baggage is. And what we want to say to ourselves is, hey, how do I want to deal with the emotional fallout that I have when I'm interacting with other humans because nobody's perfect. And sometimes we're going to get really odd feelings from being with someone. And then the next time we're with them, we're like, I really kind of like this person. I wonder why it was so weird last time. Who knows what's going on inside of them, right? So the more that you offer the opportunity to just learn to understand someone and to accept them for who they are, and what, what I remind people about, I accept everybody for who they are, doesn't mean I necessarily agree with who they are. But I do accept it, because I, how am I going to change that? So I'm not going to fight with somebody. I'm a grown adult. 
I can go home, right? <laughs> I have choices. So when you think about this issue of emotional baggage and relationships, I want you to recognize that if the baggage is from an old relationship or a past relationship or whatever trauma may have occurred, you want to be really careful about entering into a new relationship. Because if you don't know your own triggers, you're going to misunderstand the person that you're with. And you're going to maybe start assigning all kinds of judgments to that person. So when we are working on getting and entering a new relationship, we want to say to ourselves, hey, have I forgiven my ex? Am I facing and exploring patterns in my life? Am I being honest about my own character flaws and my own habits? And am I willing to be courageous and change the things that need to be changed versus hoping that they go away or get better with a new person? And ask yourself this, hey, would somebody else want to be me? Do I want to be me? Do I admire myself? Do I like spending time with myself? And see, the, a lot of these have gotten a bad rap. When I say, you know, hey, do I admire myself? Well, I don't admire everything about myself. <laughs> I mean, there are lots of things that I wish I didn't do or hope that I don't do again in the future. But I can admire my struggle. I can admire the fact that I work hard at being a good version of myself, that I really want to interact with other humans and have it be a rich experience for us both. See, I can admire that about myself. That doesn't mean I make it happen every single time. It doesn't mean that I'm perfect. It means that I have some really positive intentions and that I can be adult enough to say, I did have good intentions. They did not come out right, and that's on me. I could have done it better. I should have done it better. Because that's what creates trust with other humans. Think about your pets. If, we are, if I'm walking to the kitchen and my cat walks in front of me and I step on her little toes, right, I just need to fix it with her. I didn't intentionally harm her. And so I can fix it with the cat, and then she trusts me again. So all of us as humans have these opportunities to say, hey, I need to fix that. I don't like how I handled that. That's, that's not what I want to be known for. I, that was a mistake. And I really need you to forgive me for that if you can. And I'm going to really work on not ever letting that happen again. So I'm going to learn from that mistake. So we acknowledge the emotion. And we don't blame ourselves for feeling how we feel, okay? I, I tell this to clients day after day. If I could choose my feelings, wouldn't I just be happy all the time? Like, who would choose to be afraid? Who would choose to be angry, right? So this is where you have to have some compassion on yourself and say, I don't always choose the feelings that my body is creating for me. So what do I do with those? If I'm getting triggered then I need to ground myself. I need to breathe and relax and recognize that I have choices. I can slow things down. I can take a time out. And this is where it's super important that when you're thinking about how you deal with emotional baggage, that there are some ways that you can help yourself dump your emotional baggage. So stay tuned. We're going to talk more about that in the next segment. And you are listening to Cynthia Hyatt, 
with Conversations with Cynthia. Well, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and you are listening to Conversations with Cynthia. And again, I'm going to remind you to check out the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. And that is spelled exactly how it sounds, C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T. Thank you for tuning in today. And if you are just now tuning in, we are talking about emotional baggage and what that really is and how we may need to contend with it. And so emotional baggage is that crazy thing that we carry with us and we have this tendency to revisit it. So have you ever done this? You know, you're driving in the car, you hear a song on the radio, it reminds you of a terrible date that you had and you don't like how you handled yourself and now you're going down that into that pit, right? Well, that's emotional baggage. Instead of saying, wow, I'm glad that song is coming up because it gives me an opportunity to forgive myself and forgive that other person. We don't have to be perfect because we can't be. And so I can really even ask God to bless that person so that I can know I did everything that I could possibly do to undo and redo something. And then I can then forgive myself as well. So when we're doing this, we have to recognize that history, I love this saying by uh, Maya Angelou, says history, despite its wrenching pain, cannot be unlived. But if faced with courage, need not be lived again. Now see, that's super important. What does that mean? That means that I learned the first time. It means I don't keep repeating it over and over and over again, expecting to get a different result, right? Definition of crazy. So what we want to do is we want to say to ourselves, I can face this. I can face it with courage. I can learn from it. And I don't have to live it all over again. So will you choose to be courageous enough to confront your fears, your sadness, your pain, bring your history to consciousness so you actually can work with it to fashion the journey that you want to take in your own life and in the life of whatever relationships you have. So what we want to think about is this is like an archaeological dig. And this is done by Lori Allender. And I really like, she's, a, she's an LCIS, she's an LS, I'm sorry, an LCSW, which is a licensed therapist. And I want you to think about some of what her and her partner, Bob Al Hollander, have figured out when it comes to really dealing with your past so it doesn't keep messing up your future. So what we want to say is, wow, first we have to unearth things. And that means that we, we kind of dig up your past with some conscience, conscious intentions. That means that I'm not just skimming over it. It means that I'm saying, you know, I really need to go back and look at what I did in that moment or with that partner or friend or another student or a family member, whatever it is that I know I did not do well, that I can undo this. I may not be able to undo it with the person, but I can undo it inside of myself. And what that means is I will love and like myself better and I will be a safer person for other people. So I need to be courageous to confront fears, sadness, pain, history, right? 
so that I can work it, you know, into a fashion that is a journey that I want to be on. And so this is where we ask ourselves, okay, so are we going to be conscientious and intentional? I'm going to know and have to accept the fact that I will not ever be perfect. And so when we think about this, you can say to yourself, hey, let's look at this word understand. Because we can say, I want to understand the past, or I want to stand under it and observe the information that you learn. See, sometimes when I stand under it, I look up and there's a lot of things that aren't getting in my way than if I'm just looking horizontally. I can say, you know what? I need to stand under that mistake and look at it from a different perspective. Then I need to unravel it. So how do you undo the knots? You ponder and you analyze the underlying meaning of what you discovered, and you explore the various ways it influences you. Now, this is always done without judgment. This is seeking out information. So when we do this, we ponder things. We analyze, hey, what was the underlying meaning of what I discovered about myself? Why did I miss that? And then we want to unlock things. So that means that we're going to free ourselves from the past. And we're going to really share our story with other people that we love and want to have deeper intimacy with. And when we explore it together, we end up helping one another forgive and say, wow, I can forgive myself and I can forgive you. And I can move forward knowing I learned something and I feel better about myself because of how I have handled this. And so when we are willing to undo the knots, when we're willing to free ourselves from the past, then we are someone that is safe to be in relationship. Not, not perfect, okay? We're never going to be perfect, and we all know that. So this is what I want you to think about. First and foremost, I want you to identify your quote-unquote stuff, right? It's part of the first step. Explore your thoughts, your feelings, past relationships. You know, sit down and really think about your previous relationships from the perspective of an observer. Like, say to yourself, you know, when I acted that way with so-and-so, I don't think it was as much about them as it was about me. So what do I resent about whatever relationship I'm in? What generalizations have I made about this relationship or of the opposite sex or the same sex, right? What are you angry at your partner for? Maybe you're angry at yourself. So we want to take responsibility for our part in this. See, anytime we interact with someone, we are creating a new moment, a new experience that has never happened before. The uniqueness of humans, you know, cannot be replicated. So when you take responsibility for your part, you'll be amazed at how well people receive that. They're like, oh gosh, thank you for saying that. You know, that, that really helps. Now I understand better what happened. And they get free and you get free. When you take responsibility for your part, when you say, hey, this is what I contributed to this. This is why this was a challenge. This is why, wow, I'm having, uh, experiencing unhappiness. 
And this is going to help me to grow, to create the results that I actually want in the future. So this is not about blaming myself. It's about empowering myself to be safe enough and brave enough to have some control over creating the relationship that I want in the future, that I can be intentional about this. So how about this? Forgiving your ex and forgiving yourself. Now, some of us, it's easier to forgive our ex and not ourself. Other people can forgive themselves, but they can't forgive that person. They keep hanging on to the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, if only then. That that was owed me. I was due that. They could have given that to me. And so we have to really understand that I need to forgive that person and myself. I don't know everything about that person and why they did what they did. I can assume things. I can project things onto that person that hurt me or harmed me. But how do I know that it's really true? It's my opinion. It's my experience. And if you know anything about experiences, they're full of emotions, not always a lot of facts. So you forgive your ex, you forgive yourself. And then you work really hard on turning problems into solutions. So you're kind of doing that right now by listening to the show. You're turning in some problems that maybe you were having with an ex or with your, yourself, with other family members. You are taking responsibility for it and you are working on how to forgive. And so you're making what was a problem, you're giving it a solution. And so you're turning the focus away from what you did to what you want in the future. And you can identify and say, hey, how do I want to be in my next relationship? What do I want to be known for? What do I want people to say about me if they've interacted with me? And I can create that. Now, I certainly need to make sure that I'm doing it honestly. I don't want to be, you know, c copying somebody else. I want to be really doing a deep dive with myself and saying, hey, how do I want to be in my next relationship? What do I want to be known for? How do I want people to experience me? What they walk away with after they're interacting with me? And I can make a decision to let go of the old and allow for new things. And this is what's really, really imperative. That I find evidence that it can be different. I start looking for evidence with that person that I'm in relationship with. That, hey, they did that differently this time. I think they actually listened to me. Wow, they were kind and I thought they were going to be angry. And so we start looking for positive evidence, <coughs> excuse me, about whatever experience that we are having a hard time getting over. So oftentimes, you know, we've had an unhappy experience in a past relationship, and it's hard to believe that it might be different in the future. So it's important to look around for evidence that it can be different, and it can be better. And a lot of that has to do with how you change and grow and what person you're going to be in that next relationship. And so you remind yourself that, that if it's been created, you can learn and you can know what to need 
And you can also contribute to what's being created. And so this is super important when you consider that, wow, humans were made to, to be with one another. We are pack animals. We get lonely, we get anxious, we get nervous, we get scared, we feel bad about ourselves, all kinds of messy things that occur. So the more that I'm accepting of myself, and that doesn't mean that I carte blanche, like, well, I'm just a liar, so I guess I'll always be one. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about accepting the version of you at this moment and What do I want to do with that version? Am I liking what's being created? Am I committed to that so that I can do it more often? How do I feel about it? And am I actually taking responsibility for me and saying, I'm the one that chooses and decides the type of person I'm going to be? So I can't blame someone else. It's up to me. What do I want to be known for? What do I want people to experience if they hang around with me? What, what do I want to add to their life? And these are super important things that I want you to be very diligent in thinking about. You deserve to be loved, to be wanted, to be liked. Sometimes we have to work on being liked because that's up to us. But I do want you to be loved. So thank you for joining me today. Recommend the show to your friends. The hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. The messages and teachings shared during the show are given as a way to reach you, the listener, with ideas and insights on how you may not only improve your life, but have more successful and meaningful relationships as you become the best version of you. Cynthia is available as a keynote speaker or guest speaker for your corporate or spiritual events. Cynthia is able to customize a message for any audience attending a meeting, retreat, or conference. In addition to this, she oftentimes partners her messages with music as she is a singer and musician. Please contact her through her website at CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the most current show from her website at CynthiaHyatt.com or hear a replay on your favorite podcast server. Please take a moment to visit her Facebook page at Cynthia Hyatt Incorporated and leave your ideas and comments about today's show. Now, be your own best version.